Welcome to Behind the Headlines, the weekly SilicogaNews.com podcast where we go behind the headlines to all the stories that we tell and report here at SilicogaNews.com. I'm your host, news and sports reporter, Hannah Hammonds, and this is our 15th episode, and I have so much I want to share with you guys today. You can watch our video podcast on the SilicogaNews.com, Mix 106.5, and Kicks 100.3 Facebook pages. Listen on air and find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Today, we're going to be joined by two very special guests here in just a little bit, Miss Amy Price and Mr. Jeff Wood from Coosa Valley Medical Center. But first, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some news from around Sylacauga and from around the state of Alabama. This is Behind the Headlines. Maybe you're looking for that perfect home in the Sylacauga area, or you're being transferred and need to quickly sell your existing home. Let your hometown realtor help. Whether it's buying, selling, or renting a home, owner and broker Greg Tubbs of Fairmont Realty can help you. Fairmont Realty is located at 208 North Broadway in downtown Sylacauga, next to Odie's Deli. View their listings online at fairmont-realty.com. Fairmont Realty, your hometown realtor. Welcome back to Behind the Headlines, the weekly SilicogaNews.com podcast where we go behind the headlines to all the stories that we tell and report here at SilicogaNews.com. Thank you for sticking around with us. And as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be joined by two very special guests here in just a little bit from Coosa Valley Medical Center. But first, we're going to talk about some news from around Silicaga and from the state of Alabama. Coosa Valley Medical Center lost one of its members of its staff last week due to COVID-19 complications. Miss Betty Greer Gallagher was a member of the Coosa Valley Medical Center family for over 43 years. That is longer than half the facility's history. We extend our thoughts and prayers out to Miss Gallagher's family and Coosa Valley Medical Center. Coosa Valley Medical Center will be offering limited vaccines beginning on Monday to those who are eligible. And here in just a little bit, Miss Amy Price and Jeff Wood will be talking a little bit more about how you can get your vaccine. The place on Broadway will be hosting a Valentine's Day dance and dinner on Saturday, February 13th, beginning at 5.30 p.m. Tickets are on sale now on the place on Broadway's Facebook page and through eventbrite.com. Tickets are $125 a piece, and that covers one couple for the evening. The Talladega County Basketball Tournament is just around the corner. Beginning on Monday, we will see teams from around the county square off in the Talladega County Basketball Tournament. It will look a little different this year due to COVID-19. The higher seed from each matchup will be the host of the tournament. To view each bracket for both the girls and boys, visit the SilicogaNews.com Facebook page or SilicogaNews.com. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be joined by two very special guests. So stick around, and this is Behind the Headlines. Maybe you're looking for that perfect home in the Sylacauga area, or you're being transferred and need to quickly sell your existing home. Let your hometown realtor help. Whether it's buying, selling, or renting a home, owner and broker Greg Tubbs of Fairmont Realty can help you. Fairmont Realty is located at 208 North Broadway in downtown Sylacauga, next to Odie's Deli. View their listings online at fairmont-realty.com. Fairmont Realty, your hometown realtor.
Welcome back to Behind the Headlines, and thank you for sticking around with us. This is the SilicogaNews.com podcast, where we take you behind the headlines to all the stories that we tell and report here at SilicogaNews.com. As I mentioned earlier, we are joined by two very special guests today from Coosa Valley Medical Center, Miss Amy Price and Mr. Jeff Wood. How are y'all doing today? Good morning. Good morning. Doing good. (laughs) Thank y'all so much for joining us. Both of you are very involved in the Silicaga community, so just tell us a little bit about yourself and y'all's background. Well, good morning. Thank you, Hannah, for having us. I'm Amy Price, and Jeff and I are so glad to be here with you this morning. Uh, I live here in Silicaga. I'm married to Dale Price. We have two daughters, and outside of the work we do here at Coosa Valley, um, we volunteer in the community, uh, have a special love for the library and for the school system, and uh, appreciate the opportunity to work with all those organizations. And hello, my name is Jeff Wood, and we're glad to be here. Uh, my wife Lisa and I also live in Silicaga and have have done so for the majority of our lives. So we have raised three kids here, two that have graduated from Silicaga High School, and one that is um, very close. She's a junior in high school, so we're very involved with the schools, and we're also very involved in the community with our church and um, the different volunteer opportunities that we get through through our service. Absolutely. Now, I know you guys have a very difficult job right now um, due to COVID, so can we talk a little bit about the biggest challenges that you guys have seen since COVID started? I think one of the, the biggest challenges is to is to meet our patients at the point of care every single day because we are um, we are passionate about patient care and we want to deliver a good a good service at the bedside and and we have been really stretched and and our staff and everyone has has been just phenomenal in meeting the needs of our patients they've really gone the extra mile and um, really put in the time to to make sure that our patient needs are met there at the bedside. It's really as if we're serving two populations. We're serving our community, of course, but also the priority for us has been taking care of our staff and our team because, as you can imagine, um, they are sacrificing every day to show up for our community. And so in that uh, trying to meet the needs of our community and put our community first, we're also trying to take care of our own CVMC family during this time. What are the numbers like now compared to the first surge? Because I know now we're seeing different strands of the virus coming out, and it's a lot more aggressive. So what are the numbers like compared to uh, what they were back last March? So what we saw last March is is we saw almost a lot of people that were really concerned about the virus, and they wanted to be tested. So we tested a lot of people. We didn't see a lot of positives because the virus was not actually in our community yet. Now what we're seeing is the same amount of people being concerned about the virus. The difference is there's a lot more positive. And and you see that in our positivity rate. That's one of the metrics that we like to put out. And we put that out um, usually three times a week. And once you see our, our latest metric, we're at a 30% positivity rate. So what that means, out of every 10 tests that we perform at Coosa Valley, three of them come back positive. Whereas in March, it was like a 10%. So it's 
So 10 tests were, were done, and only one person was back. So that's our big difference. Right. Would you guys say you're at max capacity in terms of ICU beds available? Because I know that's an issue around the state right now is having those ICU beds and ventilators uh, available for these patients. I'd say one thing along those lines uh, for sure is that uh, two weekends ago, uh, Mr. Sisk and I uh, worked on it for several hours and ultimately decided we had to put our facility on diversion for critical care beds. And I can tell you that under his leadership in almost 20 years now, our facility has not gone on critical care diversion. So it was certainly a moment in time for us. And I think it speaks to not just the numbers that we're seeing, but the severity uh, of the illness that we're seeing. So that, that uh, moment alone where we had to go on critical care diversion really speaks to what we're seeing in our community. And one thing I'd like to add about ventilators is at the, at the beginning of this, um, we had a fleet of seven ventilators, six. six ventilators, and then the Alabama Department of Public Health and the state of Alabama um, got into partnership, and we actually got four new vents um, at the facility that are that are there to be used. So that is a that is a huge benefit for for our community and for our hospital. Absolutely, and I know it's been an issue with staffing as well in terms of nurses actually getting sick this go around. Can you talk a little bit about that and how it's affecting you guys in terms of staffing? Absolutely. Um, obviously, you think of nurses being on the front line. I'll add to that that nursing assistants, respiratory therapists, lab personnel, uh, people really all over our building from our radiology department to the bedside uh, in the ER, the ICU, and our COVID unit have certainly spent their fair share of time um, working with challenging staffing situations, but also trying to keep their own families well. In fact, we were just talking this morning about how keeping our workforce well has now really become our challenge for taking care of our community. And I know you guys lost a very special person who was a part of your team just last week. Um, can you talk a little bit about her and how she impacted the Coosa Valley family? So Miss Betty Gallagher, uh, Betty Greer Gallagher, um, we lost her Sunday night. And uh, she had been fighting for a couple of weeks with her battle with COVID and um, was an integral part of our emergency department. Miss Betty worked night shift in the emergency department and really kind of set the standard for what nursing is or what nursing should be, I should say. Um, Miss Betty personally to me was such an encourager, always the person patting us on the back, encouraging us to continue go forward and really to be there with her as she fought her fault was an honor for all of us. And um, our team, of course, did an outstanding job caring for Miss Betty from our medical staff uh, to our frontline staff as well. Hey, and our thoughts and prayers go out to her family this week as they are uh, going through this difficult time. Please, if you have COVID, please stay home and do not um, run the risk of infecting other people. Now, I know you guys received the vaccine just a couple weeks ago. I think it was the week of Christmas. Um, how many did you guys receive and how many did you administer to your staff? So um, we got one tray of the Pfizer vaccine. And if you'll remember, Hannah, the Pfizer vaccine is the one that requires special storage. Our pharmacy team, under the leadership of R.D. Morris, did an outstanding job acquiring a special freezer to store the vaccine in and really set us up for success and being able to receive now thousands of vaccine doses on our campus. 
So we've received two full allocations and two booster uh, allocations. So we'll be opening up Monday, and I know we want to talk a little bit more about that later, but we'll be opening up Monday to really begin to meet the needs of more of our community as we feel like we've had about three weeks now to make health care um, a priority and our frontline staff and some of our physicians and, and some of their more high-risk patients, we've made a priority the last three weeks. Um, and in fact, today is our first day of offering the second shot to our employees. So after today, we'll have many employees that have now received their second booster. Now, I know you have received the vaccine. Have you seen any side effects from the vaccine? I have not had any side effects from it. The, um, I did have some discomfort at the injection site, and that was taken care of with some Tylenol. On my second dose, which I received last Friday, um, I kind of exercised my arm a little bit to kind of spread the medicine around. I don't know if that helped, but <laughs> it did. It, it wasn't nearly as sore um, this time around. So, so no issues with it, no reaction, no um, feeling bad or anything like that. So it was all in all, it was a great experience, and um, I felt I felt I felt like I was doing my part to help slow the spread. I've, I've been fortunate not to have contracted COVID all this time. And so now that I'm vaccinated, I feel I feel really good about <laughs> maybe going out into public again and uh, still wearing my mask. But man, it, it feels it feels nice to feel some protection. Absolutely. And I know being uh, the daughter of two nurses, my dad actually received the vaccine last week as well, or it was the week before last. Um, and he's actually getting his next vaccine next week. And I know he feels the same way. He says, I feel like I've done my part in <laughs> slowing this virus down just a little bit. So he is encouraging people, just like you are, to get the virus. Absolutely. So what is your message to people who are thinking about getting the virus but are still kind of unsure about it? Well, I would say if you're unsure about it, come, come be sure. Vaccinate yourself against against Corona. Uh, it's a it's a good idea. We we need we need to stop this devastating disease because um, I think I saw on the on the Alabama State website uh, three thousand people have lost their lives, and um, I've heard different things about that. But that's three thousand people that have lost their lives to something that should not be and something that's preventable for something like a vaccine, let's, um, let's get vaccinated. You heard the man, get vaccinated. <laughs> um, you talk, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. You talked about the special temperatures that the Pfizer vaccine has to stay under. Um, just for the people that don't know about that, can you explain that just a little bit? Yeah, so the Pfizer vaccine um, is a little bit different from the Moderna vaccine in that it has to be stored at a negative temperature of something like 78 degrees, Jeff, or 72 degrees. Um, and so that's an ultra-cold freezer is what that takes. And when our pharmacy team is handling the vaccine, they have to wear special uh, gloves and face wear to protect themselves from the ultra-cold environment when they're just pulling the trays in and out of that freezer. Um, so again, we're very fortunate to have had um, the foresight in our leadership in the pharmacy to have acquired the freezer and to put us in a position where we can now help protect our community because that is our ultimate goal is to help protect our community and to bring them to campus when they're well and when they don't necessarily need us, but to also be there for them when they're sick or when they do need us. Absolutely. Okay, so you guys are overwhelmed right now with phone calls and emails about the vaccine. 
and that is kind of putting a strain on patient care. Hannah, thank you. I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, it has definitely been a sensitive issue for us as we pride ourselves in meeting our community at their point of need, but we have been overwhelmed at the switchboard and with emails on our website as well, people asking asking us about the vaccine, where they can get it, when they can get it, and what I'd like to tell you today is that we are going to be making some announcements this afternoon on our social media um, so if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, please look this afternoon. We're going to begin detailing the information for you to get the vaccine on our campus. We'll begin opening up on Monday uh, for those 75 and older. Our goal is to vaccinate 60 people a day uh, for that first few days. And um, we recognize that it's not necessarily a perfect process that we've created but we believe that it is one that will work for us. But we also stand willing to recognize if it kicks off and it's not working well, we may have to take a step back and, and regroup. And if that happens, we certainly ask your patience with us in doing that. One of the things that's been difficult for us with the vaccine is that we're so excited to get it out, not only to our community, but of course to our frontline team. But it has put an extra burden on the hospital having to be the, the vaccine provider for the community as well as staffing the facility to take care of those who are their sickest. So um, we've not been able to move extremely fast in that regard, but we have been very diligent in ensuring each and every day that we are vaccinating members of our team and members of the community. And we're looking forward to Monday. Now, will this be by appointment, or is it just kind of like a walk-in process? So each morning, we'll begin at 7.30. Um, those who show up first will be a first-come, first-served basis. And our goal, again, is to take 60 each day for Monday, probably Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. So the first 60 people in line will be vaccinated on that day. Half of those individuals, the first 30, will receive a card for a 9 o'clock appointment to get their vaccine and the other 30 will come back at 1 p.m. to be vaccinated. Part of the vaccination process is completing a consent form, getting your vaccination card. So all together, it could take 30 to 40 minutes once you're inside to get your vaccine, be monitored for your waiting period, get your consent completed, and go through the paperwork. But our team has really gotten it down to a very scientific process, and they're moving people through quickly. But our goal will be starting Monday, the line will start forming at 7.30, right outside the front doors of the hospital. It'll be there in the Circle Drive, and um, the first 60 people in line each morning will be the people vaccinated for that day. Perfect. And one thing that I'd like to add is, let's don't forget that this is a two-dosed vaccination right. as well. So if you get a ticket, let's say on Monday, um, that's, your, that's your time. Well, you're to return in 21 days on that same day at that same time to the place to get your second. There, there won't. We, I don't know if we worked through that about um, reminding people, but that will be your second second dose as well. So it's a great point, Jeff. So it is important to give uh, 21 days from the date of your vaccine. On rare occasions, we can work with individuals. There is like a four-day grace period that the CDC has has given us to work with. So if you need to come on day 20 or day 22, we will be able to work with you on that. But we encourage everyone to stick with that 20 day, 21 day period. And um, when we log your name and get your contact information on the day of your vaccine, we are doing reminder emails or phone calls the day before. 
Hey, I think this is awesome that we're able to bring this to our community and do our part in slowing down the virus. Um, one final thought. What is your message to people who are not taking the virus seriously? Well, um, you know, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. And I know there are some people that, that still believe that this is maybe a hoax. Um, I, I do not understand that. Um, my message to you is look at your neighbors, look at your family, uh, look at those that are affected, and know that by taking this serious, by wearing a mask, by washing your hands, you can save somebody's life and you can prevent the spread of this, this disease. And um, that's, that would be my message to them. Do you have a message, Miss Amy? I, of course, agree with what Jeff said uh, wholeheartedly and just add to that that early in the pandemic, in the spring, in the summer even, our activity here in this community was low. It was low comparatively speaking uh, to other counties in our state. It was low comparatively speaking on the national level. But we have now become a very active community for the virus. And knowing that um, our own positivity rate on campus is above 30%, we are urging everyone to please take precautions. We are so close to making real progress and getting, getting some of our freedoms back in terms of being able to be out and about without a mask on or be out and about uh, in, in groups that we have not been participating in. And so I'll just ask everyone to please take it seriously and uh, hang with us just a few more weeks or a few more months so we can get through this and get back to some degree of normal. Hey, I know I'm ready to go back to church and be able to actually That's hug right. people. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. We're good. Thank you all so much for joining oh, us. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we'll still be joined by Mr. Jeff Wood and Miss Amy Price from Coosa Valley Medical Center. This is Behind the Headlines. Maybe you're looking for that perfect home in the Sylacauga area, or you're being transferred and need to quickly sell your existing home. Let your hometown realtor help. Whether it's buying, selling, or renting a home, owner and broker Greg Tubbs of Fairmont Realty can help you. Fairmont Realty is located at 208 North Broadway in downtown Sylacauga, next to Odie's Deli. View their listings online at fairmont-realty.com. Fairmont Realty, your hometown realtor. Welcome back to Behind the Headlines, the weekly SilicaGanews.com podcast. Hey, and thank you for sticking around with us today. And thank y'all so much for joining us again. Now, where can our watchers and listeners find more information about Coosa Valley Medical Center? www.cvhealth.net. Uh, so our website is full of information. And of course, our social, excuse me, our social media pages that I mentioned earlier are full of information. And we will have some information come out this afternoon, uh, details on the vaccine that starts next week. Okay. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Yes, ma'am. I, I would like to, uh, to make a correction. Uh, I looked this up to confirm my facts during the break, and we've actually had over 5,500 deaths, not over 3,000 deaths. So um, I think that number um, really, again, sinks into how important it is to to wash your hands, wear your mask, and keep a distance from people. 
Hey, and thank y'all so much. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you. Hey, thank y'all for watching and listening to Behind the Headlines, the weekly silicoganews.com podcast where we go behind the headlines to all the stories that we tell and report here at silicoganews.com. Don't forget to watch our video podcast on the silicoganews.com, Mix 106.5 and Kicks 100.3 Facebook pages, and listen on air and find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and share with your friends. To contribute stories, suggest future guests, or to report news, email news at silicoganews.com. Hey, thank you for hanging out with us today. I'm Hannah Hammonds, and see you next week.